I'm sitting with Michael Gorin, um, who is uh, a physiologist who spent much of his life working on um, um, energy expenditure, energy metabolism, um, sugar, its effect on human physiology. He's from the University of Southern California. And this is a very topical day because I picked up the newspaper today and there was a, a story on the front page about sugar taxation on the front page just this morning. So you know, Michael knows a lot about these issues um, um, that concern many people. So Michael, I'd like to start by asking you what uh, the patterns of sugar consumption are in the United States and different kinds of sugars if you're mm -hmm. happy to Mm -hmm. say something about that. Yeah, so going back 30, 40 years, there's you know, been pretty good studies that have looked at the broad level of sugar consumption in the food supply, which increased pretty dramatically during the 60s and 70s, and appear to have tailed off reduced a little bit, but still, in general, much higher than they have been in prior generations. And and then another big shift in the U.S. has been in the type of sugar with the uh, introduction of high fructose corn syrup, which has become pretty ubiquitous in the food supply as, as, as a sweetener, predominantly in, in, in beverages, but now is you know found in many other foods. In fact, now... 70% of foods in the supermarkets in the U.S. have got added sugar. Um, so the amount may be slightly decreasing, but it's sugar is more pervasive in the food supply, and the type of sugars are, are different than they have been with more, more predominance of, of high fructose corn syrup as a sweetener. Okay. Um, I, I guess then the, the question is, you know, what are the what are the known relationships between between consumption of these sugars and and overweight and obesity? Yeah, the, so there, there's been many many studies uh, um, on on that topic. If we want to if we want to talk about the links just between sugars and obesity, we can also talk about studies on the links between sugars and diabetes. I think mm, sure. you know it's it's a double edged sword almost sure. because. One leads to the other, but also there are separate effects of sugars on diabetes and cardiovascular disease, independent of caloric effects and of the effects on, on, on obesity. So um, various meta-analyses have been done, which I think show quite convincingly of, of, of a link using a variety of different study designs um, across the lifespan between um, dietary sugars and obesity, and there's a, there's even been a systematic review of systematic reviews yeah. <laughs> um, because there's been so many. And this study shows also an interesting uh, discrepancy whereby studies that are not funded by the food and beverage industry tend to always show a positive association, whereas studies funded by the food and beverage industry show no effect. So there's clearly some some bias depending on who does the study and who funds the study. And that's interesting <laughs> in its own right. Yes. Yeah. And there's a similar story, I think. And the evidence might even be clearer, I think, linking um, increased dietary sugars to disease outcomes such as type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and even cardiovascular mortality. Okay. okay. Now... Um, 
people are concerned about sugar consumption among, among children. Do do those relationships you've just described, do they differ among children and adults, or is it you know, piled thicker and deeper for adults? The data tends to suggest a clearer picture in, in uh, children. Um, there's, there's less studies, especially, obviously, there's not as many studies of, of disease outcomes mm-hmm. in childhood or longer-term studies of consumption in childhood and later outcomes. But certainly within childhood itself, the data are pretty clear and convincing um, that there is is a link um, between dietary sugars and obesity. And that, I think, is because childhood is a period of, 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 of growth and development and things are dynamically changing and could potentially be affected by, by you know, different types of sugars and different amounts of sugars okay. coming into the system. So, so the problems of consumption of sugars and weight gain start in early life. Can you say a little bit more about that, you know, a little bit more specificity? Yeah, I mean, there's new studies emerging just in the last couple of years looking at um, even going back to introduction of dietary sugars in the first year of life. Um, and certainly those studies are pretty clear showing that early early introduction of dietary sugars, um, most of those have been looking at sugar beverage consumption, but not, not entirely, uh, and then predicting uh, adiposity uh, five to ten years later. There's not longer-term studies, but certainly within the first five to ten years of life, Sugars in the first year of life um, seem to impact obesity outcome. Gosh, that's amazing. Now, um, could you tell me, do you think, or do we know, if, if breastfeeding is protective against any of this? The data on breastfeeding is quite quite mixed. Um, there's, there, there's studies that show protective effects. There's studies that show um, that has null effects. There's... There's been one trial, obviously it's difficult work, but there's one trial that uh, promoted breastfeeding for six months and showed was a null effect. In, uh, in um, our studies have shown that longer-term breastfeeding, not necessarily exclusively, but uh, in mothers who breastfed for up to one year, for, excuse me, for more than one year, um, had, there was a protective effect uh, on obesity. Okay, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your, your own work in this area? Yeah, I mean, as a result of that study, we've become very interested in finding out how breastfeeding uh, might impact obesity or, or why it might vary from, Kate, from mother to mother. It might have to do with what the mother herself is consuming during breastfeeding and whether or not there is specific transmission of nutrients or signals, hormones, um, from breast milk um, directly to the infant. So it's, it's uh, I think, important to look at maternal transmission. Um, and in some of our recent work, for example, we, we found um, factors in breast milk um, that seem to be related to, to, to very early changes in, in infant body fat. Okay, so it's all, all very important stuff. Um, as I said at the beginning, there's a very current debate about sugar taxation. Um, 
you know, first of all, how much should we worry about sugar consumption yeah, in everyday life? Uh, and, and secondly, what kinds of instruments can we use in regulating? Taxation is an obvious one, but are there other things that we might, you might think about? Well, I think uh, I think it's a, it's a it's it's a major concern. I mean, part you know, mostly I've just been following my own data um, th throughout the last twenty years, and that's yeah. that's where this path has taken me. So we've not just you know picked that nutrient out of the the pool, but yeah. that's what our data shows, and to me, that's what's changed quite radically in the food supply, both as I mentioned earlier, in terms of quantity and type of sugar has, has changed. Um, during the time period when this obesity problem has yeah. has really increased, so I mean that doesn't prove effect, but certainly um, coupled with our data is is is, is a clear signal. Um, so that's that's something I think is quite important. And it's quite uh, addressable and, and and preventable. So how do we change that? Uh, which was the second part of your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what kinds of things would you, you, would you think we should be considering? Uh, Acknowledging it can't yes. be done overnight. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm for anything that can, in a way, vilify dietary sugars and try to deculturalize its, its value and its ubiquity in, in, in the diet. Um, because... I also think there's th th there's an aspect of, of dietary sugar that's deeply embedded in our culture as mm -hmm. part of, of food culture and pot potentially uh, as an addictive element of the diet too. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I, and I think vilification worked for cigarettes um, mm -hmm. in terms of warning labels and s suddenly people's attitudes towards that sure. changed. So I think anything... Uh, whether or not a food tax will work, I don't know. You know whether it's uh, practical, whether it's really going to be possible in 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 developed countries. I don't know. It seems to have been more successful in developing countries. Yeah, it's very interesting. Countries like Chile and Mexico have quickly moved towards sugar taxation, um, but in developed countries. There seems to be more resistance, and uh, I'm not sure why that is. I'm not convinced it's the right idea, but I think it's certainly a step in the right direction. Sure. I think warning labels also should be considered. There was a bill proposed in California to put a warning label on, on, on sugary beverages, which I think is um, potentially a very useful method. It doesn't cost anybody anything. And it's just providing consumers a bit more information, which I think is true, that yeah. sugary beverages may uh, have adverse health effects. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, th I think a combination of things in the end is probably going to work. I think we also, you know, personally, another reason why I'm interested in this whole transmission story is because I think if we can demonstrate transmission of, of, of sugars, or transmission or second-hand effects, just like we did for for um, smoking, mm. that that these these dietary effects are affecting innocent newborn infants who yeah. aren't choosing to um, consume high amounts of sugars, but are still going to be affected by it, whether or not whether it's in utero or during lactation or in early life. 
to me, that's even more convincing evidence that we need. Mm, absolutely. That would be very persuasive. But Michael Gorin, thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much to you too.